You're listening to Comedy Central. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Um, today um, I'm doing a, a show with my dad because we are we just finished practice for our song coming she, up on the show. She's desperate for a guest. And I'm desperate for a guest. <laughs> I just didn't want to do it alone today. We already did a podcast on, um, was it Sunday or Monday? And then it, uh, Monday, because that's when you had friends over. I bared my soul, told all my family secrets. You and, really did. And it didn't even get recorded. Well, then when it didn't get recorded, I said to you, like, I was fine with it because... I wasn't even that funny on it, so I didn't mind it being gone. But uh, you were great on it, and I. But then I was just like, "Oh, it's just a good conversation." I mean, that's what these fun. things are. Yeah, it was fun. I. I don't. If it's never when things don't work out, or like when a recording doesn't happen with you, especially you, I'm like, "Oh, it's just a good convo with my dad that I forced myself to have because." It was a podcast. And I thought it was my big chance to start him that was passed up. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only way I can have deep conversations with my parents is if there's a microphone in front of me. It's kind of true. Like, I, I, that's why I'm trying to do a reality show. Not because of, like, you guys, but there is a part of it that's, like, um, the only way I'll go on dates or, like, do anything um, that is out of my comfort zone, it's a.k.a. Cool. have a personal conversation with a loved one, it's... is, like, for entertainment value. <laughs> it's, like, for... Because otherwise, it's something you should talk to your therapist about. That's I mean, good. I do. I have a call uh, tomorrow afternoon. Right. Uh, I should jump on the call with her. Um, yeah, I mean, I just, I, I, there's just something about. I was telling, I was pitching these shows yesterday, or the the show yesterday, and I just was honest with them and was like, I'm kind, I'm not that interesting off camera. But if you put a camera in front of me, I mean, like, it's not a life you would want to watch. Like, people think my life might be more interesting. But if you put a camera in front of me, I'll be interesting. I will get, I will do things that are out of my comfort zone. rise to the occasion. That's good. Yes. Is there a working title for your reality show? Yeah. Um, uh, Nikki Glazer is stuck, colon, in St. Louis. And then wherever I go, the show can follow me. So it can, I'm always going to be stuck emotionally. And then, uh, and I am literally stuck here in St. Louis. And then another, um, uh, another woman, a woman on the call, one of the people we were pitching to was like, can I give you a suggestion for a title? Um, the, what's that? The, the new adventures of the old, the old adventures of the new Nikki old, something like that. Like what's the, um, Julie Louis Dreyfus show old adventures of the new Christine. Oh yeah. yeah. Old advent. Let me just Google it really quick. Ventures. No, that show got canceled right away though. If you recall. No, it didn't. It didn't? didn't. That show was on. How long do you want to guess that show was on for? Okay, maybe two seasons. Five. Really? Five seasons. That was a very successful show, and it was called The New Adventures of Old Christine. So, yeah, The New Adventures of Old Nikki. I think that's pretty good. Yeah, but it's, it's already, you know, it's a, it's a play on what But it's a play on that show. Yeah. But I guess the show wasn't famous enough. We started watching The Good Place last night. Good show, boy. I liked it. I know. I'm so glad you liked it. I'm always it eager to find a new show, and especially a show that's like 22 minutes long that you can just kind of put on while you're waiting for other stuff to come on, because we, do, we don't have one of those right now. I love the fact they said The Good Place was their version of heaven, and there's a bad place, and then she said, why isn't there an in-between place like Cincinnati? <laughs> I know you love I'm that. Like. That's where <laughs> my mom and dad love any mention of Cincinnati. <laughs> uh, like any, if even you, when it's put down. Yeah, you, you guys. I was a little nervous at that line. I was like, oh my god, they're not going to like this show now because they insulted Cincinnati. <laughs> but, um, but you guys love Cincinnati. Any mention of Cincinnati, yeah. you're obsessed with. Well, you know, it's very. It's never mentioned that much. But I blew your mind recently when I was like, "You've almost spent more time in St. Louis than you have Cincinnati." Yeah, I've already thought that thought. No, you didn't. Yeah. Bullshit. I know. I spent thirty-six years in Cincinnati. Right, and you spent thirty years here. Right. So in seven years, guess what? You're yeah. gonna have been here more. 
How do you know it's still there? I hope you are. <laughs> you might be in Costa Rica. You better not be. <laughs> God only knows where the hell I'll be in seven years. What? How old will I be? Oh my God. I'll be 43. Oh, Christ almighty. Um, I, I remember when you were my age. It's my first move. I was here. six. Yeah. Yeah. yeah That's what, six when we moved here. Yeah. Oh my God. One of my only memories of me and you together during that time was when you dropped me off at my first day of school or like one of the, one of the first days you would always drop me off by that like sidewalk. And then I'd run in. Do you remember that? When you went to St. Jared? Yeah, when I went to St. Jared. Yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah, you would you would always drive me in the morning. Felt sorry for you. Brand new kid, new school. Yeah, I liked it. I loved Halfway abandoning my first grade class and moving. I wasn't really that upset about it. You weren't. Well, it was a good, good time to move. Kids are still pretty malleable. Yeah, I just told that to someone. Oh, I told that to Joe Rogan because his kids are like young enough that they're like, they're moving to Austin, his whole family. And I was like, oh yeah, that's the age where you just want to, like I remember in fifth or sixth grade you got you we were thinking about moving to amsterdam yeah i wanted that so you bad oh did. my god i love change it, which is ironic because here i am back at home it was just too much of an upheaval to think of taking you guys to europe i loved the idea of it i was like pots legal fucking the Anne oh, frank yeah. museum horse cable, cable tv was getting built in europe in those days and i was getting calls from headhunters all the time they wanted me to go to Prague, Czechoslovakia. Oh yeah, that would have been sweet too. The guy called me up, this guy named Dave Hubble used to call me up and go, EJ, I have two words for you. Prague, Czechoslovakia. And I said, <laughs> Dave, I have three words for you. Women and babushkas. <laughs> <laughs> never forget that. I'm like, there's no way in hell. But a buddy of mine went there and he bought a building over there and he married a girl. Yeah. And she took him for a ride, you know. She so, took him for a ride? Yeah. She yeah. wanted to get citizenship. All right. But well, he was single and he had a good time. Yeah. Um, yeah, you worked my entire childhood. Um, it's funny to see mom uh, with the grandkids and like playing with them because Lauren and I don't remember her ever playing with us. Oh, get out of here. She didn't. She did. I don't think she played with us. Like sat down and like played. You were, but I don't think I was like, mom doesn't play with us. I didn't like realize it, but I don't think she really played. She's not like a playing type of gal, yeah. but I relate to it because I don't play with these kids. I I burn out. I do like one hide and seek game. And then how long can you play? Don't you, you're so good at playing with Arlo. I watch it and it's like, you, you never run out of things to say or do. <laughs> I have just no, I, I need like um, coaching on how to like talk to get to young level. kids. Start, what do you mean? Just you know, pick up a little object and go, hi, what are you doing today? I would never think to do that. I don't know. I'm always yes, just like, would. what's your favorite color? And then I have nothing else to say. <laughs> I used to feel that way when I was a young man. I, my friends started having kids. I'm like, oh, I have nothing to say to these kids. You're but, so yeah. good with kids. You rush to the occasion. Yeah, I guess you do. But I don't know. I, I run out after a, a bit. And I can just see Arlo look at me like, that's all you got. Like he sometimes <laughs> looks at me like, yeah, I'm not going to go to you for any of this. I just know that I'm going to, I'm going to be a great aunt someday. Like I, the, now is not my time to aunt hard. I'm going to aunt hard later. Oh, and they're, yeah. When they're more mature, you'll have, yeah, I'll be great. And then I'm really going to lay the foundation and then they're going to have to take care of me when I get older and <laughs> because I'm not going to have kids of my own. Diabolical. I, yeah. I mean, I'm, that's all, that's what I'm counting on is like having those because yeah that's why you have kids is so you have people to take care of you someday right well not really but you know i mean that's a kind it's of a, a nice, reason beautiful benefit yeah yeah i mean uh yeah so lauren took care of that 
But also, I mean, I'm not, I was, I, I wouldn't mind being like a stepmom, just like walking into some kids. Yeah, that'd be, you'd be, be great at that. I think I'd be really good at that. Yeah, that's, you know, I have a stepmother. She's 94 years old. I know, but you were never close with her because your dad died before you could get yeah. close with her. Because your dad died when you were 11. I call her once or twice a year. All right. <laughs> but yeah, you're not. I almost called her today. I was thinking about her. Yeah. But she's still alive. Yeah. Wow. And, but, but you still have a, oh, she's not going to hear this. You don't need to worry about right. her. No. Um, but it, you still have a weird feeling with her because your dad left your mom for her. Yeah. I still feel that my mom would feel like, you know, why are you, you know, like you shouldn't talk to her. Mm. My mom used to tell us when we were with her, don't kiss her. Cause she probably has germs. <laughs> when we were like seven eight years old oh man every time i kissed her i would go like <laughs> uh, and we used to call germs well when i was in kindergarten no um it was really funny i i remember i did something bad in kindergarten the teacher made me lay in this cloak room and lay the on cloak floor. room it was a big room i say a closet. Did you go to hogwarts if i say a closet it sounds too too austere but it was a it was a cloak it was a big room like as big as this what does guy. austere mean like sad to um like like probably the wrong word austere wait let me just google it really quick my dad and i have been getting into like vocab words austere is severe or strict in manner oh yeah that was a perfect word that was pretty damn (laughs) austere okay austere to me sounds like ostentatious like which is like nice right and like right opulent just yeah just above your means yeah okay austere right okay we learned a new word severe or strict in manner all okay, right but she, she made me lay in this cloakroom which was which was this big room just lay on the floor and i remember laying down there and she came in to sharpen pencils and i had to have my head down you know with on my bling on my belly and i just looked up and said i, I thought you know i gotta appeal to her about some some way to get out of this and i said i'm getting a lot of germans down here and so, <laughs> she started laughing just like you did and i thought to myself my parents laugh when i say that too because i oh, guess yeah. i was calling germs germans because we were raised the world war ii gen- generation we were raised germans were just you know that was the, the scariest thing the worst. Like, yeah all we did when we played army when we were young kids is kill germans that's all we wanted to do wow the germans were always going to come you know Whenever, you know, we always thought about, God, Nazi Germany, the Germans could take our parents any time and come and get them. Is that what you were scared of as a kid? Yeah. That the Germans would the come Nazis and take were, your... Yeah, the Nazis I mean, that's a win. real fear. Yeah, because it was only, you know, when I was born, it's, World War II was 10 years away, 1954. Huh. So, um, yeah, every time, you know, when you, um, kids, a lot of kids do this. Nikki and I have talked about this. Like, if you're going to make a basket or something, you're trying to throw a, pe- a piece of paper in a wastebasket, you think, okay, if I, if I make this... The Germans, the Germans are going to save my family. If I mess, the Germans are going to kill them all. Yes, <laughs> yes. The Nazis. That's what I used to think. And uh, you, you do those things when you're a kid, I think. Yeah, I, I used to. Yeah, I used to do that a lot. I still do that. I mean, like I do that as recently as now where I I think it's like an uh, obsessive compulsive type thing of like, if I don't do the, you know, people when they turn on lights, they go like up, down, up, down, up, up, down, because they feel like they'll die or whatever. But I do, um, if I don't, when I'm on this run that I do every day, if I don't get to the street before the car coming the opposite direction gets to the street, then you guys will die. It's always (laughs) you guys dying. It's my biggest fear, I guess, which I mean. Well, that resonates when you're a little kid. You just think about those things. You think, God, what if my parents think about tonight and they die in a car wreck? Yes, I used to think of that too. I used to think, well, just the fact that I thought that they won't. But if I didn't think that, then they might. So I always had to think that. So you always had to think it. Right, right. Because it would be too, um, too much of a coincidence if you were able to predict it. 
<laughs> right. But then you, uh, yeah, I, I do that superstitious stuff all the time. But uh, uh, most of the time it's not, it's either about you guys dying or it's about my career not going the way I want to. Lately it's been my career. Like you won't have- your, Getting canceled? Not even getting canceled, like not being successful. If I was canceled, that almost feels- like it would be better than just not being successful <laughs> on my own merit because You're then it's the like hook. then yeah I can't help it I did something <laughs> terrible and they took it from me and now I have no choice but yeah getting um just not but you know what does that even mean like I look yesterday I was on my run and I was thinking about it like okay what if I never what if this is as good as it gets and it like not living at home with my parents but you know like say I settle in St. Louis and I like quit doing comedy and I do and I'm just like, and then I was walking, watching people like walk by with their dogs. And I'm like, that woman doesn't do comedy. No one knows who she is. Just her family knows who <laughs> she is. You, you guys, I mean, people know who you are now because of me, but you were fine. Like not being famous. Did you ever have that insatiable need to be like liked and like universally known that, uh, that yeah. I somehow, somehow crave? Always in the back of my mind, I, I wanted to, uh, you know, be renowned for something, but, uh... But Never. when did, did you, are you okay that you're not going to be? Certainly, yeah. Why? Because I have a lot of good friends and I have uh, a great daughters like you and Lauren and grandkids. And there's more important I'm happy things. with what I, my little mundane lifestyle. So yeah. Playing guitar and hanging around, riding my bike. Yeah, it's so much books. easier to not have to. <laughs> no, but you I, have your, I had my career, you have yours. You I know, but did you, you when you had your career in the cable business, did you? Did you, I mean, I, I don't, I hate when comedians act like their lives are much harder than anyone else's, but I think there's something, my j job never relents in terms of like, it's not good enough. What, what are you doing next? Keep right. putting things out. And maybe that is a thing that everyone struggles with in every career. Did you feel that way? Was there, yeah, well, I mean, when you I, left work, could you just leave it there and go home? We always had, you know, when I was an executive for a cable company, we always had quarterly goals or yearly goals. And we would always lament that when you made your goal, if you made your budget for the year, you got, you know, between Christmas and New Year's, you got five days to relax and you had to start all over again to make your next goal. Yeah. You always had to grow by 5% revenue growth every year. You had to boast subscribers by 4% or whatever it was. And, you know, it's, it's like, I always say that's what's wrong with business and Capitalism. the world in general, because you, how, how much can you have exponential growth? It has to, can't you just be happy with having a good business yes. and repeating what you did last year Yeah, and, and not going out of business, I but it's know. not the way the world works. You have to show 5% growth or 3% growth. You always have to be getting better and improving and putting out more. And, um, it's never enough. Like I just, I just think about, uh, you know, we were looking, Oliver Stone was on um, Bill Maher the other night, and I'm just not familiar with his work at all. And I look it up and it's like, he has written and directed and produced so many goddamn movies. I mean, over and over, like so prolific, yet I don't even fucking really know who he is. Like, I know his name, but I didn't, I don't know his, his films. And it's just like, no matter how big you get, or how, there's going to be people who don't know who you are and you will be forgotten. You, me, and Obama will all be completely forgotten someday by whoever, like when this world ends, we'll all be the same. Lincoln, yeah, we're all deal. the same. So it's a big deal. Fun while you're here and just don't worry about it. Yeah. I mean, that's but what I'm trying career, to do. For your career, you just have to keep, you know, moving ahead, exploring new ground and you're doing that. You keep doing that. So. Yeah. I mean, tonight we're doing uh, the funny bone and I am like kind of freaking out about my set because I just don't uh, feel like it's, 
I just don't feel like there's not enough punchlines. I feel like it's meandering. I'm like, oh my God, I don't even know what I'm trying to say up there anymore. And I'm just like really, um, uh, yeah, just having, uh, but it's going to happen. It'll be fine. And if people don't like it, it's not the end of the world. Are you doing some of your bit about primitive peoples? Yeah, I'm still doing that. (laughs) I love that stuff. But it's not worked out enough. It's just barely scratching the surface. I need to like sit down and actually focus on it. That's why... I am so excited about getting my ADD diagnosis on Friday because if I am able to, because when I have taken ADD meds illegally, when people have lent them to me, um, <laughs> I get so much work done. I can really focus on a bit. I can really flesh it out. I can just, I, it's. So you borrow their meds and you give them back when you're finished? Yeah. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I, I'd send them my shit in a Tupperware container. I say it's somewhere in here. Um, yeah, I've, have you ever done an, uh, an ADD med? No. Oh, I would hate to see you on one. I have a friend that's taken little tiny doses of them though. Oh my God. They're, they're really, they're actually, there's this article that them. my assistant just sent me about the debate they're, It's called like, some, they're called smart drugs. Cause they legit make you smart and study more and work harder. And it's like doping for intelligence yeah. and work ethic. And there are comedians I know who I'm like, God, he puts out so much stuff. God, he's the best writer in the game. And it turns out he's just on Adderall. <laughs> and it's like, if we all, and, but at some point you can't, you can't be doing those things all the time. I, what I, my goal is to just get prescribed as needed. Like when I really need to focus, because otherwise I just want to be myself. And, but when I really need to get work done, really be able to take one. And so you're bang hoping you're diagnosed with ADD. I'm so hoping, <laughs> dying to be diagnosed with ADD. Um, yeah, but I find out on Friday. Yeah. Um, will that change the tour at all? Uh, you know, will you I mean, run to a pharmacy right away. N- um, <laughs> no, it'll take a, I feel like it'll take us some days. I- I'm not in any like rush to get the meds, but it'll be nice if it does c- turn out that I have that because it'll just like, you know, I've been talking about it on the podcast. It'll just make, make sense for like things that I've struggled with in my life because a lot of the stuff that I struggle with it are symptoms of ADD and it would be like, Oh, Oh, good. I'm not just like a f- fucking terrible person for that or lazy, like cleaning my room. I've been messy my whole life and it's not because I want to be. So have I, but I've. You know, right? But like, do you ever feel guilty about being messy or having. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm not that messy, but yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Wouldn't you like to be more organized of a person? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I was living single, I had dust balls around my apartment that were like tumbleweeds <laughs> in one of the one of the hallways i remember someone just said that uh there was a great thing on the internet where a guy uh, i i said thing on the internet because my dad doesn't know what a meme is but you know what a meme sure. is right okay like it's like a, it's a thing yeah. on the internet that gets passed around but there was a meme of a guy that said whatever he goes sometimes i text my uh uh, he no, he goes. I want to make up a, a fake profile of a hot girl on Tinder and match with my roommate and set up a hookup so that he cleans the apartment. Because <laughs> that's like the only way to get guys to clean sometime or anyone is if you have someone coming over. Um, as we know well, I used when, to swoop through the place when I hear the girl coming over for sure. Yeah, and just put everything in the cloak room. <laughs> <laughs> no, I put it in the billiard room. It was a the candlesticks. Man- it was a big mansion with Miss Scarlet. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we're gonna go to break, and then we're gonna come back, and we have my baby book in front of us um, to go through some old childhood memories. So stay with us on the show. It's me and my dad. <laughs> Okay, guys, welcome back to the show. I am here with my baby book with my dad. 
Uh, my dad and I are going to be on tour this weekend. Why don't you come see us if you're in the Connecticut area? We're going to be in Morris, Connecticut on Sunday night. Saturday night, we are going to be in West Yarmouth, uh, Massachusetts, which is Cape Cod, and then right. um, Oceanport, New Jersey on Friday. Our Thursday night show is canceled. How do you feel about that? Butler. Um, probably pretty good. Yeah, I'm getting a ton of messages. Thank you so much for all the DMs from everyone because I talked about it on the show yesterday. And um, I told everyone uh, that it got canceled because it got canceled while I was doing the episode. Yeah. And, um, and I was pretty sad. And everyone wrote to me that it's majorly Trump country and that, you know. That's what my buddy told me. He said, you, you were surprised you were even doing it. Yeah. So, okay. But we could, with more, could just wear our MAGA hats proudly. Yeah, finally, we can break those out. <laughs> God, I'm just like tired of last night watching the RNC. It was the night it, Melania spoke last you night. You didn't watch it. You just watched her walk down the gang, the, the gangplank. The, the gangplank. Oh, my God. <laughs> the runway. Just all those people <laughs> it's watching, um, you know, kind of socially distanced seating. They're not six feet away from each other. They just made up an arbitrary amount. That wasn't six feet, those chairs know. in the Rose Garden. And there, none of them were wearing masks. Yeah. And they're all, it, I mean, it, I told, I commented last night, it looked like North Korea, like this, just it, that we're supposed to believe Our any of this. Well, it reminded me, you know, I, I listened to Sam Harris's podcast and he's had some physicists on there to talk about, there's pretty much, you know, beyond theory now that there are alternate dimensions. And I think last night it really proved that to me, there is an alternate dimension that I know nothing about. Yeah. There's an alternate reality that really, uh, I'm glad I don't really, not really a part of it. <laughs> like you mean, you just mean people that. Just a whole nother, yeah, just watching that. I mean. There's a whole nother world people are living in where facts don't matter and it's alternate reality. I'm, it's so disturbing. I, I really, I was working at Starbucks earlier today and there was this guy that was like, I could tell he was a just a one of those guys. And he was trying to look my way and chat me up. And he got into some talk with another woman about guns, like within my earshot. He kept tr- chatting up every single girl that walked by, just some old guy. Do you know what? This is how you watch out for a guy at Starbucks when the world opens up again. I found one Starbucks that's Good, opened up this again. This is information I need to know. Yes. When guys at Starbucks. <laughs> okay. I mean, to any girl listening, you'll know this. A, a guy sitting at Starbucks with a straw in a hot drink. That is a sign of a psychotic person. If you use a straw to stick in your hot Starbucks drink, you're you're about you're a if weirdo. You're drinking out of a straw from, what, from a hot drink. Yeah. yeah, that's just a sign you're unstable you're inhaling, mentally. You're you're imbibing. You're taking in plastics. Number one. No, I mean that's so, not really it. It's just a weird thing to do. And it's what's that? Oh, I hate that picture so much. <laughs> this is a picture from my baby book. We're looking through my baby book, and it's me kissing a boy. And it was my first kiss caught on um, camera. <laughs> this is my first kiss. You're looking over. So it's two little kids kissing. It looks like the um, I was probably want two and a half here. And my dad is in between us peering over. I hated this photo because I, when I started seeing this photo as like a, you know, 10 year old, nine, seven year old, whatever, when I got older and I saw myself kissing a boy when I was two and a half, I just hated boys at the age that I started seeing this. Yeah, and I was course. like, I can't believe I kissed a boy and I don't remember it. I felt like I was almost like I was drunk. You know, when you like do things when you're drunk, I was like, I didn't know I was a baby. Cause I couldn't remember doing this is that. Jamie Usher's son, Nick. Nick Osher. Nick Osher. Well, Nick. If you're listening, Nick, we've got a picture of you. Yeah, let's let's pick up where we left off back in 1986. Um, okay, so we found in this baby book. I can't believe you have this. This was an email I sent from my AOL account in uh, January 16th, 2003. 
this was um, my fresh, this was two months before I did stand up comedy for the first time at 1 a.m. Um, hey, dad is the subject. I mean, I don't even know where this is going to go. Wow, I have a lot to tell you. First of all, I've never read this, you guys, since then. First of all, guess who stopped by my room yesterday? Andy Blank. That was, that's my first kiss. Right. And this guy. I just wrote about him today, actually, because I was at Starbucks writing about my first kiss and how it was like, not a good memory at all what a weird last name (laughs) i do know a guy that has the last name blank (laughs) but i was right this is so ironic because i was writing about him today and this guy came up the other night because we were watching mitch hedberg right and the night that this guy kissed me attacked my face dare i say which led me to a whole lifetime of being scared of men because if you tell a guy you like them they suddenly just run across a room and attack your face good one andy blank yeah thanks andy blank okay I said, he is the one that goes to school in Humble, and he was on his way out there, and he decided to stop here unexpectedly and see me. It was the coolest thing ever. Well, I don't remember it being cool. I remember being very creeped out that he showed up at my dorm room in Colorado out of nowhere before cell phones. It was so random because I never talked to him. Well, I'm going skiing tomorrow, and I also sold my books today from last semester and got 52 bucks. I also just finished my application essay, and I think it's pretty good for having written it an hour before it was due. Here it is. Don't be too critical because I already sent it in, and if there are things wrong with it, it's too late to fix it now. Here it is. My <laughs> application essay, I guess to the University of Kansas? Probably, yeah. What, what, what's the date on that? Um, May? No, it's January 16, 2003. It wouldn't have been that. So it wouldn't have been that. What is this for? Okay. You might come to you. It's true. Okay, here it is. It's true. I've probably spent more time in front of the television than I have inside a library, and I'm more likely to be seen telling a joke than I am discussing a poem. But since when is having such an intense passion for excitement and happiness a negative thing? Although it's proven that the average kid who spends more time in their adolescence reading books than playing Barbies and watching cartoons score higher on their SATs, but do, this is poorly written, but do test scores accurately reflect a person's happiness? And if they do, since when have I ever considered myself an average kid? Throughout my life, I have described as I have been described as rather intense, yet you as a rather intense yet unique individual. I can trace my determination and thirst for adventure through each stage of my adolescence. The same curiosity and wonder that forced me to stay up all night waiting to see Santa come down the chimney inspired me years later to wholeheartedly pursue my other interests. Whether memorizing a play, counseling a troubled friend, or compiling jokes into a stand-up routine, throughout my life, one motivating factor has remained a constant: the quest for happiness. I have come to realize that my life's ambitions of writing a screenplay, becoming a fluent French speaker, and one day finding work in the entertainment industry are not achievable wholly through good grades and a degree. I know that to achieve any of these goals, I must experience life from all angles, not just those I'm shown in the classroom. Growing up, what is this for? Were you doing Adderall? This was one of your first times doing Adderall, right? I mean, who knows? What am I talking about? (laughs) Oh, an A grade on a paper pales in comparison to the smiles I see on my friends' faces after I do one of my impressions. And my name on a certificate of achievement will never carry the same importance as my telephone number does on a troubled friend's speed dial. As I, that's a lie. As I grow older, the numbers on my, okay, we get it. You don't attribute much to your academic accomplishments. Okay. Um, I could see your comedy career gestating a little bit. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's already considered becoming a standup at this point. Um, Hey, here's something you might want. Okay. Some hair. Oh, you, how dare you? (laughs) My dad just pulled out a gigantic lock of my hair from uh, as a kid. This is so triggering. Oh my God. That was like a, oh, look at my baby hair. Oh my gosh. It's the same now. I have such baby hair now. It's like the same consistency. 
This is from my drain, my shower drain as a baby. Oh my God, that's so cute. What am I trying to, to do here? What was I applying for? No Instead, I want to embark on a new stage of my life with new challenges, new people, and new experiences, both in and outside of the classroom that will further guide and inspire me. I guess I was applying to some school, but I mean, it's kind of nice to know that I wanted to be in the entertainment industry uh, 17 years ago. Yeah. That was when I first did stand-up was two months later. How do you like it, Pops? You got to go. I, I guess, okay, I guess to go to bed. I will be swishing around the slopes tomorrow after class. Love you. Have a good day at work. I hope you get fired. Love, Nick. Oh, this is when I wanted to get fired from, uh, and I did. Yeah, this is what I wanted. I to... hope you get fired. Yeah, because I wanted to. I was going to get a layoff package, and that ultimately got 13 months of severance. It was beautiful. Oh my god, that's so we nice. We had a new CEO that was a son of a bitch, and nobody. Yeah, you know, so it was a good, good situation. All right, what else are you uncovering in here? Oh, uh, we've got uh, cats and dogs by Nikki. Oh, Gilles. my first five paragraph essay about cats and dogs, about how I like dogs more than cats. I think that's what I established in that, and probably how I don't. And I was probably blathering on about academics in that too. That's an adorable picture of me. What was I like as a baby? Sweet little girl. Just... I mean, come on. Everyone says that. You were. I mean, you know, babies are babies. I know. That's true. Babies are babies. Oh, here's a, a picture of me at, um, in, what magazine is this? Oh, Multi-channel cable. news. One of my cable trade magazines. 2016. Oh, this is when my show was announced, and I'm posing with Walter Levitt and Dave Bernath at a Comedy Central. Oh, look, they spelled my name wrong. Um, what's this? Evaluations for you. You pronounce things well. Oh, okay. These are all kids evaluating you. Oh, yeah. I don't need to see those. Yeah, who cares about those? Here's me holding you up for a sunset. Your first sunset you could care less about. Oh, yeah. You look like you're <laughs> sacrificing me to the gods. Well, there was a... If anybody sees a movie, Roots, that he holds the baby up and goes, Kunta Kinte, and does something like that. So I was trying to do I that. I mean, that's kind of like The Lion King also. I was trying to do that. Yeah. Kind of cool I was just writing anyway, today about how um, mom... we remember this is radio, of course. <laughs> yeah. Here's another Dear Diary. June 3rd, 1994. Today was Friday. Okay, thanks. I was glad because I was sick of school. After school, we went to tree court for swim practice. It was freezing. Person is spending the night. Maeve flew in today. Maeve. Oh, really? We just, talked to we just saw her dad. He was the guy that came over and was hanging with my parents the other night. Today at recess, Anne was crying because I was making fun of her. Because she likes Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Then we made up. I think I got an A on my China project. We saw Flintstones. There's more hair for you. Um, I like that I wrote in a diary I was bullying someone for liking a show that I didn't like. Here's you getting baptized. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I can't believe we that did water it for Julie's parents' sake. Boiling off my head. <laughs> um, you don't believe in God, right? No. Like at all. What do you, how do you think we all got here? Uh, I just think, like you, we talked about the other day, we could be part of a uh, simulation, simulation, a computer simulation. We yeah, could be, we could be. Uh, I don't know. I really don't know, but I just don't believe in God. And I, I always quote Sam Harris because uh, 120 million human beings were killed during the 20th century from smallpox. So if there is a God that would let that happen, he's either impotent or evil. Okay. And I really kind of, I really believe that. Yeah. Um. First canoe ride you didn't like? Yeah. Actually, you're smiling there. That was my first canoe ride, and then, yeah, my last one was just very recently. <laughs> my last of my entire life. No, I'll go on more again when I get a reality show. Are you down to be on a reality show? Like, are you down to uh, It's do a little this? daunting to have a, you know, when, when you watch reality shows, you realize, just, <clears throat> excuse me, how invasive it really is. Right. But um, I don't mind, um, but I'm sure. You have nothing to hide. No, I don't think so. 
but you get to the point, and man, I'm sure when you first get a microphone hooked up to you and the camera's following you around, you're probably really aware, but then probably after a week or so, you're just, you completely you forget. People. I think you do. Have you? I'm not kidding you. You really do. I've, I've been had... on two reality shows. I was on the um, Bachelorette. I did one day on the Bachelorette. Amy Schumer was um, coaching one of the Bachelorettes, Caitlin, on how to be <laughs> a comedian. That. And she brought in me and, and Bridget Everett and Rachel Feinstein. And we were just at the improv one day, just hanging out with all these guys that were the, the you know, Caitlin's, uh, the guys fighting for Caitlin's affections. And we were teaching them stand up. And, I, you know, I was mic'd. There were cameras everywhere. And we were just like hanging out with the guys talking. And I started talking shit about the other guys with the guys and totally forgot I that I, I was bet. on camera because you, you forget you're mic'd me. because yeah. the camera guy goes across the room and you don't even realize oh, he's zooming in and you forget that you're mic'd. Yeah. And the mic is where they get you because then they can just film you from behind and yeah. plug in that audio whenever they want. You, you saw the jinx, right? Uh, I refresh my memory. Remember the guy, Robert Durst, who like murdered his wife and then murdered No, I never him. did see that, no. Oh my God. Everybody okay, told so, me about it. Oh, I we got to watch that. That is such a good thing to watch. But in the end, he got busted because he was because wearing a mic was- and he went to the bathroom and he was doing, so I hate to spoil it for you guys, fast forward 30 seconds if you don't want to hear the spoiler, but he goes in the bathroom and I'm sorry to spoil it for you, but he's doing an interview and they pretty much show him like proof that he did it, but like without being able to say it, but they're just kind of like, we know you did it. And he goes in this and he starts like cough, like he starts while it's happening. He starts like coughing when he sees the evidence in front of him, forget exactly what happened. He starts going like, (laughs) and just making weird noises and then he goes i'm just gonna go to the bathroom real quick and he's in the bathroom and you only hear his audio and he's talking to himself and he goes the coughing the coughing they know now they know you killed <laughs> he goes you killed them all oh. you killed them all he says it to himself wow. and he's miked and it was like it is wild but that's where that's where they get you is that um yeah when i was on dancing with the stars and like so often needed to cry i it, it sucks because you are mic'd, so if you go to the bathroom to cry, they're gonna follow. They're gonna film the bathroom door. They're gonna follow you to the bathroom door, film the door, and then your audio is gonna be playing yeah. of you going <gasps> and farting or whatever else you're doing in there. Um, but if you do the alternative, which is take off your microphone and then go to the bathroom, that looks so much worse because then it looks all dramatic. Like <gasps> I'm taking off, so you are really stuck when you're mic'd. Well, I take it off. Who cares? I mean, but the, the joy of me doing a reality show here is that I will have final say over what gets aired. So I'm not going to do anything that would right. make you guys mad enough to never talk to me again. <laughs> or. Or who cares? Or will. Yeah, I'll be long gone. Maybe. And no, I, I you guys, it'll be fine. It's going to be great. It's too late for that. Now I'm kicking you. Oh, yeah. Dad's <laughs> singing a lyric to our song. Don't give it away. We got to practice. We're performing it tonight. Are you ready? I'm ready. Yeah. I think a little more rehearsal. Are It'll you nervous fun. about our shows? No, not really. That's good. Yeah, it's going to be fun. You're going to see Andrew again. That'd be fun. Hang out with Ari. Never met him. It'll be great. Yeah, he's great. Ari Finling, I've Andrew Cullen. You know, on Instagram lately. It's been fun. Yeah, he's hilarious. Um, yeah, so are tickets selling well for the other shows? Yeah, we got pretty good sales. Um, I'm happy with them. We could do better. We could, there's still some available. There's, uh, definitely and yeah there's still some available for every night there's two shows in, in new jersey on friday night that'll be good though to, to start the show start the tour off with two shows and um yeah we get one two more. shows that night yeah we land on friday and we get into town and we have two shows that night oh i didn't know that yeah one at seven and one at nine See, thanks for telling me all this 
Well, it's there on the website. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. Yeah. <clears throat> Anything else? Um, about the shows? Yeah. No, just in general. Um, do you think I uh, should buy a place here? Can I show you this place that I might get that this woman just sent me? Sure. That my real estate agent just sent me? Okay. $300,000 for this place, which isn't that bad, right? Okay. Well, well, let's not... look at it. This is the real estate agent, by the way, that wants to be friends with me. Okay. This is the place. Okay. For, first of all, She's look at the location. At condo in a cool part of town. That's the location. Near Forest Park, which is this big inner city park. And it's up there at the, yeah. that corner of it. I love that park. Okay. So, this is the place you would eventually live because I'm going to just give it to you guys. <laughs> is there a balcony? Yeah. There's a balcony. I mean, that looks nice. What do you think? Parquet floors. Okay. Parquet. That's a little office. That's so cute. That looks nice. Still yeah. Old. It looks really nice. The bathroom, the kitchen looks kind of like it needs to be remodeled although i like the tiling which i don't think i've ever said in my life looks Although cool the, i mean the cabinets, great. but look at this look at this exposed brick that i freaking love that isn't that cool looking very nice yeah yeah i like exciting mm-hmm. and there's brick in there i think it's really cute i think it could be an actual good option nice. a baby room for the doggies <laughs> what the hell is wrong with the dog today there's Dad? a bar what's wrong luigi luigi is just being very weird do you agree? I just beat you a little bit this morning. I know. It's just, just, a ta- just a little beating. <laughs> it's not like your normal big beating. All right. We got to go. Um, thanks for being on the show today. I hope this one actually makes it to air. My pleasure. But here's the last thing we found when Nikki was born. It's a Cube Cable newsletter. Congratulations to Director of Sales EJ Glazer and his wife, Julie, on the June 1st birth of their daughter, Nicole. We're sure EJ will have photos available for inspection soon. That's, That's my first name, my name in print in a <laughs> in a... You know, and what is that? Where, where did that end up? Go- that was the Cube newsletter, Cube Cable, in Cincinnati, Ohio. What does that mean? It was just like it would go out to everyone. All, that was all, the, in- all the employees got it. Yeah, cool. Why did you name me Nicole? Uh, and like, then Nick, and then not Nikki. I like the name Nikki. Thought it was a cool name. But your name is Edward, and you went by Actually, EJ had, your whole life. When I was director of sales, I had a sales support specialist whose name was Nikki. Nikki Weber. I thought you named me after a no, poet. No, no Nikki. Well. A little Nikki Giovanni too from Cincinnati. That was that was. She's from Cincinnati. Yeah. Okay. She's a famous uh, African American poet. That was part of it too. Can you name one poem of hers? Uh, I've read them, but I can't name one right now. But, okay. Uh, she's from Lincoln Heights, which is a really bad part of Cincinnati, but uh, she's famous, famous poet. Okay. Have you ever read her stuff at all? No, I should. You should. Yeah. It was named after. You probably her. wouldn't relate to it because it's more you know about African American women aspiring to. Right survive right so maybe i shouldn't read it you should read it no i should you should i will nikki giovanni i've seen her name like throughout the years and i'm always like i was named after her and people are like what and renee came from my boss tim donahue his wife's name was rennie and you asked us the other day why did we didn't call you rennie rennie is such a cool name change it to rennie if you want i i've tried to change it to renee with an extra e because you guys spelled the renee wrong it's not the (laughs) feminine version of renee oh really yeah r-e-n-e is the male version Rennie is Rennie. not now my middle name. She lives with the Dalai Lama now. She does. Yeah. Last time, she... I, last time I saw my friend Tim Donahue, he told me he had he got divorced and he said, "Yeah, she's living with the Dalai Lama. He had to buy her a condo in India, wherever he um, where's he I live." I can't picture Nepal. the Dalai Lama talking about a condo. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but like whenever I see the Dalai Lama, I always, I always look for Rennie. <laughs> she she's one of his like entourage, I think. 
you know so many people that are in entourages <laughs> like you you know what someone who sings back up i know turtle you know, <laughs> <laughs> no you know a backup singer for james taylor right yeah um is that you consider that an entourage i mean i don't know i guess she's sung with him for 31 years oh, so that's a good point okay yeah we got to meet him yeah. he was cool kate markowitz is her name yeah kate might be listening yeah james she's taylor was nice yeah james and i are tight you've met him twice or three times three times yeah he's no, always very cool i i, I camped I, I hitchhiked with a bunch of buddies to martha's vineyard of all places and we camped in the woods in this cheap campground it was like 50 cents a night or something they had hot showers that was all they had but um, James Taylor, it was right near his house, and he used to drive by every morning. So I met James Taylor, like, the second time. I said, James, I, I camped near your house in the summer of 71. And he said, oh, I remember all you hippies in the woods at Cranberry Acres. And I was like, yeah, it was Cranberry Acres. That was the place. And I said, I remember you driving by in your green travel all truck. And, he's, and James said, God, I used to love that truck. That's my favorite truck. And I walked away, and I was like, I, I walked away. I was with Julie. I said, I was just reminiscing with James Taylor about the old days. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'll never forget that James Taylor concert in like 2001 mm -hmm. because we were third row, something like amazing at yeah. Riverport. And I was with my friend, Lauren Huffy. Right. And there was a guy behind us that was like, we were all sitting down enjoying the, the show. No one was standing in the seats. It was like one of those concerts where you get to sit down, which is so much better. Oh my God. I hate when people stand. Me too. It's so nice when you can just see a musician and just yeah. sit the whole time. We were sitting down and there was a guy coming back to his seat he was like at the concession stand he was coming back and so he was he was walking behind us trying to get back to his seat but he was behind us in the row behind us and something hit my head and it kind of like went forward and huffy looked behind us and she started laughing so hard and it was during like i've seen fire and i've seen rain and she goes nikki that man just hit you in the head with his boner and we <laughs> looked and he had a big boner and his boner hit me in the head God. i remember you telling that story now yeah I got boner poked. I would have. Do you think that's possible? Um, I don't know. Maybe. How could you see a boner when a guy? That's why I was like, I, I, You're I dreaming. don't. I wasn't. I mean, maybe I was dreaming. dreaming. I definitely was. Had never. I think that was definitely like my first penis interaction. Speaking of penis interactions, <laughs> I posted this on my story yesterday. So guys will just text me, and um, I. This is what this guy wrote to me yesterday. Uh. This is a fake text because he wanted me to just, he wants to like elicit a response, but he's acting like he's texting the wrong number. Like he meant to text someone else. So he wrote, Ooh, back 45 minutes. And then he sends this dick pic, which my friend said his penis looks like he shit his pants in the front. <laughs> <laughs> looks like he's got his sweat socks down there. Yeah. That's And he goes, oops, shit. Sorry. I think my contacts are out of order. Okay. So what he wanted me to say was like, well, lucky me that you messed up. Wow. So I just instantly My blocked lucky him. lucky dick. Good job. I mean, can you imagine sending this to a woman? Tell him to get a smaller sock to put in there because it's, it's... That would hurt. It's like his elephantitis. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, Dad. Uh, we'll close on that. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Come see us this weekend. Heck and we'll yeah. see you tomorrow on the show. Squirt, squirt. G -g 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 Jackpot. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.